Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to Where Liberty Dwells podcast. I'm your host, Vaughn Hilp. Firstly, did you not know about this episode right when it came out? Are you outraged that you didn't? Well, you should be because that's a very sad story. If you want to stay updated on every episode of the podcast, you should follow the show's Instagram at Where Liberty Dwells Podcast or follow the show on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Also, I'd like to announce that the Where Liberty Dwells website is now fully functional. The website will also be the home of brand new WLD articles as well. The first published article titled The Death Penalty Should Not Be Abolished is up now on the site at www.wherelibertydwells.com. Enjoy the show. All right. In recent news, time has run out for the Trump campaign to overturn the election. The election results the last week, all 50 states certified the election with California being the state to officially put Joe Biden over the 270 electoral vote threshold to become the next president of the United States. This is very unsurprising, despite what the very emphatic pro-Trump lawyers like Lynn Wood and Sidney Powell, who have has since been distanced by the Trump team, has said there was no monstrous case of overwhelming evidence to suggest like large-scale voter fraud and and that just never happened there was talk about it for weeks and now it's just not here so uh it is all but over for the trump campaign which is once again uh predictable an incredibly dumb controversy as well has surfaced this week over jill biden uh there was a wall street journal op-ed about how she should take doctor out of her title because she received a doctorate of education from the University of Delaware in 2007, and it's not, she's not like a doctor, like you go to, like, she doesn't know anything about medicine. Oh, I mean, I, I don't even know what to say about this. It's not even, I mean, yes, I, I agree that most people who are, have, you know, a, a doctorate in something that are not medical doctors, I mean, if you insist upon someone calling you a doctor, if that's the type of degree you hold, I mean, it's kind of pompous i suppose but at the same time who cares if jill biden wants to say she's a doctor because she received a doctorate i don't understand why this is has to be so newsworthy um it certainly isn't sexist though as as many people were criticizing the right for um the supreme court decided not to take on the case from texas the 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 kind of last ditch effort to uh for trump's legal team to have some sort of court case to overturn the election texas had sued uh, multiple states, uh, such as Pennsylvania, Wisconsin, uh, and Georgia, over their election results because of their mishandling of election procedures. The Supreme Court decided not to take this case. Once again, this is also not very surprising. It would have been a, an extremely new type of case where a, a state is suing another state over something that happened solely in that, that other state. Um, and I think it's a good thing. I agree with uh, someone like Ben Shapiro, who put forward this notion that this would set a precedent uh, in the Supreme Court that we do not want in the United States. And I think that is that's that's a it's a good thing, honestly. Um, also, uh, A.G. William Barr, he will be stepping down in the final month of the Trump presidency, and Deputy A.G. Jer- uh, Jeffrey Jeffrey Rosen will be taking over. Um, I think Bill Barr did a pretty good job as attorney general considering how much fire he came under during these years. I mean, obviously when you have Donald Trump as your, as the president, 
you're going to probably having have to do a lot of work as the AG, <laughs> which is not surprising. Uh, but I think he handled it pretty well. Um, and Jeffrey Rosen obviously only has about a month left in this lame duck presidency uh, to do whatever he needs to do before Biden's team will take over. Now, the legacy, me- the legacy media, I want to talk about them today. The legacy media, and when I say legacy media, I'm talking about the, these major news networks and corporations like CNN, MSNBC, ABC, NBC, the New York Times, the Washington Post. The legacy media has not intended to act objectively for decades now. And they are certainly no friend of yours. If, as long as you, all you want to do is have the truth and the news from a rather objective source be given to you, because that's not what you're going to get from them. Nobody is unbiased, but journalists' job is supposed to be to pursue the truth no matter what over any personal agenda someone might have. But giant media corporations now have completely lost sight of this. I mean, it's not even like they're attempting to hide it anymore. Um, it's so it's so overt in their partisanship and their their sub, their subjectivity when it comes to this reporting. I mean, there was a even even NPR, a, a left leaning organization. They they had a story from 2017 that reported the the amount of negative, positive, and and neutral stories in the, in major news networks about presidents. Clinton in 1993 was receiving about 28% negative, 27% positive, and then the rest, 44%, was neutral, pretty evenly distributed. Bush in 2001 was receiving 28% negative, 22% positive, a little bit less than Bill Clinton, and then 49% neutral. Obama then in 2009 was receiving 20% negative, 42% positive, almost double, and 38% neutral. And in 2017, Trump was receiving 62% negative and 5% positive news coverage with only 33% neutral. The, the swing on that is incredible. And it also goes to just to show how polarized the country has become because even in the Clinton and Bush era, there was relatively evenly distributed positive and negative coverage of the president so it's not and so when you just look at these overall numbers it's so so easy it's so clear and and it doesn't stop there the these outlets only have two agendas basically they put on the air anything that increases ratings and profits and then they use these multi-million dollar companies as extensions of their own political views they use them as vehicles to put forward their own agenda and and it's and it's with you know budgets of hundreds of millions of dollars i i implore you to go take a look at the work that project veritas has done uh they're they're a group of like undercover reporters that have found overwhelming evidence over uh, i think about a decade now of media publications such as cnn the new york times and nbc um and evidence of just just the agencies just wrought with, I'm sorry, the, the networks just wrought with bias. Um, CNN's president, Jeff Zucker, he was caught on tape by Project Veritas talking explicitly about how he didn't care about anything else other than ramping up the impeachment story when that was going on in the fall and winter of 2019. He was caught on tape saying this. He said he doesn't care. Um, and he, and he, he was also caught on tape saying that 
he understands that some reporters might might like Lindsey Graham, but that's it's time to stop that, and everything has to be negative towards Lindsey Graham. It's unbelievable. This is the president of CNN, a, a hugely influential news network in this country. They have a narrative that they refuse to back down from no matter what. And it's even now. It's You may be thinking this is happening in the past, and it's, it's less now, and what's clearly not less now. Obviously, for the last four years, we've only seen Trump basically on TV for four years. It's just negative coverage of Trump if you tune into any major news network that's not Fox News. And Fox News is pretty much the same thing in the other direction. Even rec- even even as, as, as recently as last week, with this whole kind of... Uh, conspiracy or or like scandal going on with eric swalwell the democrat representative from california he has he allegedly had a chinese spy christine fang working for him for years and swalwell was one of the biggest supporters of the now debunked conspiracy that donald trump was working with the russians to interfere with the 2016 election he is about as hypocritical as one can be yet what is the media's take on this absolute nothing crickets According to Fox News, major news networks such as CBS, NBC, and MSNBC have spent a grand total of zero minutes covering this story, while ABC and CNN gave a combined five and a half minutes. For literal years, every day on all of these networks, it was constant coverage about how Trump was a Russian agent, how he was working with the Kremlin to interfere in the United States election in 2016. And now these networks refuse to cover any sort of misconduct with foreign countries for the Democrat. And, and, and about this story, if this is not the scariest thing, this Chinese spy, she started, she started, you know, I mean, I don't know what the word would be, but she started working for and with Eric Swalwell. She started courting him in the political sense since 2011, when he was just a council member in, uh, in San Francisco on the city council, he she the, the the Chinese are are clearly in this for the long game in terms of espionage and it is so dangerous after hearing about this. And there was also in, in 2013, um Diane Feinstein was notified that she had uh, a, a person who was a sp- suspected Chinese spy working for them for twenty years. Twenty years. Diane Feinstein fired this person and, and let, I also want to be clear that Eric Swalwell was notified by the FBI, as was Diane Feinstein, of this this person, Christine Fang, who the FBI thought might be a Chinese spy, and he did cut relations with her. However, he knew about this, obviously, because the FBI told him, and he was now the biggest. He was the biggest, uh, you know, supporter of the this now debunked conspiracy that Donald Trump was working with Putin and the Russians to interfere in 2016. Ridiculous. And the, and the, of course, the news networks will not cover it. They will, they refuse. Same thing with the New York Times. As of yesterday, the, the New York Times has yet to cover this story. And listening to NPR politics podcast, they just take any opportunity to uplift Joe Biden and make him sound like the bastion of unity and moderation, how he's such a great leader. And this is, an, this is a direct quote from a recent episode. They said, Joe Biden has thought things through and he's such a, and he's such a leader. Donald Trump governed from his gut. That's the quote. Joe Biden is is the definition of a partisan. You look up in the dictionary partisan, you see a picture of Joe Biden and just says it's an arrow pointed at that guy. He Joe Biden has been in government since my father was 10 years old. 
His first term as senator from Delaware began in 1973. The 2020s will be his sixth decade in United States government. And he switched positions on most of his policies throughout his, his career. And now he's currently being manipulated by the far left to do their bidding as NPR tells you that he'll have a more traditional relationship with the press because unlike Trump, you know, because they said, Trump, you, you, hear, you heard everything he had to say every second and you're probably going to find a more traditional relationship with the press and having a lot more spokespeople speak for him. That's because they don't want Joe Biden to speak. They want they, these people. And when I say these people, I'm talking about far left Democrats in the in the united states government they want him to be you know in in the metaphorical basement as they can do the real string pulling during this administration i honestly do believe that joe biden does not stand for a lot of these absurd notions that the far left is putting forward today like i think he actually believes in sovereignty of the individual and and the the rights that are afforded with that that were enshrined in the constitution but he doesn't care. He he just so deeply wanted to be president of the United States. It's what he worked his entire life for. And now that he's there, he's kind of like, well, I'm old. I don't remember a lot of things. I'm just going to kind of sit here and let other people do it. I, he doesn't have, he's not, He. I look at him and I don't see, I don't see a person with a real agenda. I see someone who is who has gone back and forth for decades and and never been someone who I looked I would look to as a leader. I would never describe Joe Biden as Joe Biden as someone who is a leader. And that's scary considering now he's the president of the United States. Well, he will be. Let's not forget now that also social media is a huge influence on political opinion and and conversation in the United States now uh, and these social media giants are also not on your side if you are if your goal is to receive objective based news and fact based news and as bias free as possible they are not on your side either these social media giants like Instagram and Facebook and Twitter use their extreme executive power to censor whatever they want my own Instagram post on my election prediction from November 2nd was flagged as censored for false information on December 13th, over a mo- like a month and a half later. And the reasoning was for showing a, a map of Trump winning in a landslide based on false reports of seized election servers in Germany. Number one, not a Trump landslide at all. I didn't, I, I predicted that the two of them split the Electoral College 269. How is that claiming that he had a landslide? And second, what does that have to do with election servers in Germany being seized? I don't, it is so far off from what they claimed it was. And I sent an email to Instagram. They have yet to respond to me. And, but when you have this centralized source of power over hundreds of millions of users, it becomes so unrealistic and wrong to act with that much scrutiny. And I understand there's a problem with misinformation that has uh, risen from social media, but when the powers that be get to decide what is real and what is false, what is true and what is not, then that turns into a tremendously slippery slope for for censorship. I mean, anyone with half a brain could look at my post and realize it contains no false information. But that's not the issue. The issue is now that someone could be browsing Instagram and click on my page and they'll see that a post is blurred and has a big warning on it that says false information. And now this person might immediately feel as though I am untrustworthy and uh, a figure not worth following because I, I, you know, I lack integrity. 
it and then they're just not engaging with my post any further and that's that will that is wrong there's no other way to put it it's wrong all right and now for nonsense we have Raphael Warnock Reverend Raphael Warnock he's the democratic nominee for senator in Georgia uh, the, a recent video surfaced this week of him in 2016 after Fidel Castro's death. He was in his church and he was praying with his parishioners and he said, don't let anybody tell you a simple story. Life usually isn't very simple. His legacy, referring to Fidel Castro, is complex. Kind of like America's legacy is complex. Okay, right off the bat, he said America, which is just simply not, not left-wing enough. In today, you're not allowed to say America. That's that That's that manifest destiny, that 19th century manifest destiny crap. And you're not allowed to say it. If you don't say the United States, you're acting as though Americans feel like we own the entire continent. So you better watch out, Rafael. Your own people are coming for you. Secondly, what is complex about Fidel Castro's legacy? A brutal takeover of a country and then destroying one of the best economies in Latin America? imprisoning thousands while denying basic political freedoms to every Cuban for decades. Nothing is complex about that kind of left-wing authoritarianism. Oh, but what about his literacy program? All right, all right, calm down. Cuba already had one of the highest literacy rates in Latin America by the time he took over. And according to the National Review, many opponents in his own government later spoke out and said that literacy program, that famous literacy program, Bernie Sanders, that you love, was basically just a massive indoctrination program. I mean, is, is Hitler's legacy complex because he brought back the German economy from ruin? But, no. The only people who think that are Nazis. So what does that make you? Someone who supports a brutal dictatorship such as that. Unbelievable. The United States, however, that second part of the statement, the United States does have a complex history. The United States government has done some despicable things. Slavery, Jim Crow, Japanese internment, the CIA black sites after 9-11, as just to name some. But the principles on which the nation, this nation were founded on are fundamentally good. Life, liberty, the pursuit of happiness, the sovereignty of the individual. The awful things that anyone can contribute to the United States have happened in virtually every country on earth. But the good things about America began in America and in some ways are still to this day very unique to the United States of America. So, Mr. Warnock, how about instead of standing up on your pulpit giving brutal dictator apologist lectures, why don't you just give a sermon? All right, that'll wrap things up for this episode. As always, thank you for tuning in. You're listening to Where Liberty Dwells podcast. I'm your host, Vaughn Hilp. Hilp.